ultimately like listen to yourself listen to the things you want you know trust your own intuition your own uh, hobbies passions whatever you want because everyone out here has something to say has an opinion and then uh, the benefit to you of this is that you can get to pick apart what you want what helps you so ultimately you should be the decision maker of your life Welcome to Becoming an Epic Being with your host Sukoon. As a conscious living facilitator, my mission is to help you young adults navigate through the confronting issues of your generation, question conventional beliefs and choose authenticity because that is where your true joy lies. So get ready to step up your game and jump on the ride as you begin the journey towards the next stage of your self evolution. Hey you guys, welcome back to Becoming an Epic Being. And for those of you who are new here, thank you for tuning in. What you're about to hear today is my conversation with Neil Atim, who is the author of Get Your Shit Together, a book I'm very interested in myself. To give some background, Neil has about a decade of experience in the marketing space. He consults authors, thought leaders, and companies globally. As if that wasn't amazing enough already, Neil is also a world traveler, an athlete, a polymath and an advocate for self-education. How about that? And today we dive into everything from how to establish a direction for your life, including having a North Star. We also go into some practices that can help you deal with hardship and embody resilience, and then habits that can accelerate your growth and create more happiness, how to increase self-accountability and everything in between. Let's do this. Welcome to the show, Neil, and thanks for being here. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. How is your energy today? Ah, really good. I'm I'm excited, excited to share um some great stuff today and uh, have this convo and uh, hopefully it impacts uh, someone today. That's it. Amazing. That's the intention here, guys. So, can I ask you a big question? Sure. Was there a time in your life where you realized that you have to get your own shit together? I mean, of course, that's why I wrote the book, right? So, the whole thing is that um the idea the concept is that at one point in time i i didn't have much shit together maybe i don't have it perfectly together anyway but i've made some good headway in all the topics that i cover you know so of course uh, early on as a teenager as a young adult um you don't have your shit together it depends on on where you are in life how much support you have around you all this kind of stuff you know so of course there was that time where i didn't have my shit together mm. and what was your like hitting point where you're like i have to start doing things differently and functioning differently so for me i would say it was out of necessity right so i had a very unorthodox life let's say like uh, i didn't grow up with my parents uh, my dad died when i was uh, really young um so it must have been tough yeah i mean as tough as it could be but again it was out of necessity that i had to get my shit together because I, I was basically uh, very self-reliant from a young age, uh, you know, from a teenager growing up, uh, started working and all this kind of stuff. So from early on, you know, it's like kind of like a force into maturity kind of thing from a really young age. So from there, it's just like a, a building upon that, you know, and going forward, like I said, it was out of necessity. It wasn't like, ah, I want to pursue this thing or this thing until later, later on that did happen. But uh, initially it was just like, okay, this is about, you know, survival, basic, you know, yeah. uh, so all out of necessity. Okay. Yeah. Mm, fair enough, as it usually is the case. But tell me, what would be that one thing that really got you on the right track and accelerated this growth of yours? Okay, so I'd say like the number one thing for me would be having the right people around, right? Like, uh, the right ecosystem right that's so important yeah so you know there's always this thing about uh, the five people you're you know some of the five pe- yeah. people you closest exactly um so who you surround yourself with especially at, at at an age where you're a teenager or young adult this is really really important you know like i'll give you some context like for me for example it was a very uh deliberate decision early on uh to choose the people that are around me you know in my circle who i interact with this kind of thing because the environment that I grew up in, you know, I grew up in the Caribbean um, and then it wasn't like the best neighborhood. So, you know, like uh, the people around, 
like selling drugs or you know violence uh, you know seeing crackheads or people fighting violence this kind of stuff it was pretty common you know growing up so making that deliver deliberate decision to not be around these type of people was really important right and then uh, i mean it's not the easiest thing uh, especially when you're fully immersed in in something like this but uh, again like having having that guidance as well um to to know who you're associating with and uh, who you're choosing to be around is super super important so i would say that is probably even to this day you know i'm, I'm much older now and everything but um who I choose to be around is still very, very important, you know, because ultimately that determines everything um, that that you do. And speaking of that, who would your role models be? Or like people that you are really inspired by? What kind of people are those? I mean, to me... um, People who have the shit together. (laughs) Yeah, that of course. But then I have a bias towards people that have built stuff up themselves, you know, like uh, to me self-made is, is is really something um and i mean what is what exactly is self-made right uh, there can be so many definitions but uh, ultimately it's someone who really had to put in the work to build character and, and get to where they are to achieve something all of the ordinary because i mean average is easy right but yeah. people that actually do great stuff in the world and all of this and who has started with like limited resources or you know little help no connection this kind of stuff this is these are the people that I really look up to because uh, one, I can relate, number one, that of course, uh, you know, and then uh, number two, it's like, uh, you need to figure a lot of things out uh, to to actually make progress in these types of situations, right? Compared to someone who already has everything laid out for them and this kind of stuff. So yeah, I'm, I'm biased towards this, of course. Yeah. Yeah. And this, in fact, brings me to my next point that, you know, a lot of young kids are really pressured to figure out then entire lives out at a really young age and I guess it's always been like that but it's just more so now thanks to the amount of information these guys are exposed to so what would be your recommendation or advice to kids who are struggling with that in the context of what you've shared in your book yeah so of course like um at this age let's say if you're a teenager young adult you know early 20s this kind of thing there is that uh, pressure to make decisions, to figure out what you want to do, what career you want to choose, this kind of thing, you know. But I'll tell you from experience, what I've seen uh, working with a lot of people, you know, I've been in the corporate world for a long time, you know, as an entrepreneur, this kind of thing. Uh, and a lot of people, they start off studying something, they have a deep passion for it. And then, you know, it may wither away, their hobbies may change, their passion may change, and then they're doing some something completely different. So. I think it's that uh, mindset of, yes, you do need to make decisions. You need to choose things that you want to do and commit yourself to, but it won't be like that forever, you know, not because you may choose to do, uh, let's say, business or accounting or engineering. Like that may be what you feel at the moment. You know, you may be uh, getting a degree or, you know, some some sort of uh, formal education on it, Uh, but it doesn't mean that you'll be doing this forever, you know, like... uh, having that ability to change your mind and, and uh, allowing yourself, giving yourself the permission to do so as well, you know, like no pressure because things always change, always, always. Yeah. So just having that mindset that one day, um, even though I may be studying for three years, four years, whatever, um, I may change my mind and that is completely okay. Like right. no one is there keeping score on you except yourself, you know? So there is that uh, pressure that we put on ourselves, but it, it's, it really is unnecessary. So tell me then with that, I guess the question is, how do you maintain that balance between allowing yourself to figure things out as you go and at the same time having some sort of direction? Yeah. So, I mean, so here's the thing, right? I, I, I do think having some direction is very important and um, compared to not having any direction at all, because I'll tell you this. Why, why do people, you know, um, wither away in certain aspects of their life? Like, let's say they, uh, their health diminishes or, you know, they don't have like a solid career or, you know, they just kind of go with the flow. This kind of a way of thinking, it's good to an extent. But then if you don't have something to aim for, then anything can just happen in life. You just go with the wind and then, you know, this is how people kind of diminish their their talents, their body, their health, you know, their relationships, this kind of thing. If you 
have some sort of a north star they call it or direction which is something to aim for it doesn't matter how you get there but at least you know there's something to aim for you know it's like you go rowing on a boat and there is no destination where are you going to end up you're just going to be using your energy you know so having somewhere to aim for something to aim for uh, it helps a lot because you know all your efforts are put in towards a direction you know even if that, that direction changes like at least there is something to aim for right and i think it's also worth clarifying for those who do not know what a north star really is because i know it but like maybe our listeners don't so how would you describe it i mean a north star is basically you know like i said something to aim for like a general goal um like i would say like a really big life vision for yes. yourself where you see yourself heading and how everything else depends not everything else but like most of what you do depends on where you want to be mm-hmm. right would you say yeah. that sums it up yeah i think that's pretty good for me um a good way to look at a north star or that i use personally is what would my perfect day be like right so if you can wow. describe this in detail you know from the time you wake up uh, you say you know i got 8 hours of sleep last night i woke up this is my home this is exactly what it looks like if you uh, dream of having a family you know you say okay uh, this is my family i have you know husband wife uh, kids whatever uh, this is what i have for breakfast this is what i do for work you know whether i wake up at 5 am or 8 am uh this is where i live i live in the mountains at the beach in the city wherever you want to live you describe your day you know your evening your night how your relationships are like having your perfect day down i think that's a really good north star that is something that i use personally every single day not every single day it's <laughs> just um uh just a general idea right and then once you said this everything that i do i kind of work backwards towards it right so I say this is my perfect day and then now I think to myself how do I get here is these things that I do in my day to day life helping me get to this place right so that is that is how I view uh, the north star metric amazing and thank you for clarifying that so from what I've gathered so far your book is very holistic in its approach in the sense that it really covers everything from relationships to the right habits and financial freedom would that be correct we talk, I, i talk about uh, finance i talk about uh, direction of course health and fitness i talk about your relationships um spirituality, spirituality. how do you actually make sure that you as an individual are actually excelling in every one of those areas because that seems like a pretty big task uh that is a really good question i don't know if i have the right answer code on code for that but uh to me ultimately it comes down to how i feel and like to me my biggest metric for success is am i happy that is it you know how do i feel on a day to day basis like existentially am i happy and yeah to me the answer is yes so i think i'm i'm doing well you know in my own self analysis in 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 all these areas yeah right. but i mean again these areas is how it's how uh, i categorize uh, my life and and uh, my approach right again like some people it may just be like one one way they view life you know in 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 uh, just just a single view or then some people may have like you know 20 different ways they categorize their life so it's just my perspective like anyone else right so are you saying that you're happy because you feel that you are feeling fulfilled in each of these areas which you consider as important to you Yes, yes, 100%. Now, that 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 that's a good point there, right? Because you said fulfill because that is super important, but then at the same time there is this element of striving to do more, right? Right. So, hedonic treadmill as all uh, of us are on it. Exactly. Yeah. So, how do you know when it's enough? Are you okay with uh, how much you've achieved while you uh, strive for more this kind of thing, right? But again, that is like a personal metric. And for me, Uh, it's a little dark but the way i view it is if i would die now would i be happy with everything i've accomplished and everything and then for me yes 100% what today you'll be happy yes. wow yes. guys that is next level <laughs> shit right now that's amazing so no, nothing like you don't feel like you have to do so much more in life because you're happy where you are uh, i don't feel the, the and you're only 29 can i say that 28 20 oh my <laughs> god get out <laughs> so no i don't feel the need that i have to you know do something before i die and all this kind of stuff yeah. because ultimately there's nothing that i have to do before i die you know like uh, whatever i i wherever i am right now it's it's good enough you know but i would love to accomplish more before i die and all this kind of stuff but even if my time is now i'm okay with it man that is that's 
ideal. I love that answer. I mean, I just love that perspective and where you've just the space you are in right now. That's amazing. So that's the thing, right? Uh, I mean, it wasn't always this way. I go, I go into it in my book as well. Um, but uh, I talk about like a near death experience that I had. You know, like I, I did have a near death experience. Let's hear about that. I'm very uh, curious. So I won't go too deep into it. But uh, basically, I was like uh, in this uh, accident, like a car accident, and like um, I lost one of the closest people to me was like right next to me, and I was 21 at the time, you know, like just entering adulthood, right? Like, uh, so it was really rough. It was like a really rough, I mean, the lowest point of my life, you know, but in, in that experience, you know, I learned a lot about death and gratitude specifically. And these are two really important topics that I think uh, is in everyone, everyone's minds. Um, but it's, it never really makes it to the surface. You know, it's, it's always, I mean, everyone contemplates death, right? Everyone uh, has their views. A lot of people has it. It never really hits us until yeah. it happens. Or you have an NDE, basically. Exactly. So when you experience this for yourself, like in that moment uh, when I experienced this, I thought I was going to die. And, you know, making peace in that moment, uh, I mean, you know, they say time slows down and all this kind of stuff. Like it really does, you know, uh, for me it did. And um, it really put things into perspective at that age. Uh, so, yeah, after that, like, uh, things can never be the same, you know. So the way I view uh, death and life and gratitude and people and all this kind of stuff, it, it really, really uh, puts it into perspective, you know. I'm sure it does. And I was going to ask you, like, do you think it's possible for us to, like, have that appreciation for life until we face death or near death? So, but for, <laughs> I mean... The thing is, I had the experience, so I would say it's very difficult. Right? Because we all talk about the same stuff, like appreciate life and be more grateful and ra-di-da, but I don't think it really hits you until you face the other side. Exactly. Right? Like the closest I've seen, uh, if you haven't facing, faced uh, like a near-death situation yourself or have some terminal illness, this kind of stuff, yeah. is if you lose someone really close to you, like uh, right. that is the closest, you know, which I have as well, you know, like I lost my father my grandfather who was like uh yeah like uh and then of course i said uh like my brother as well right so like uh that is really intense and it really puts things into perspective and it it shows you uh that every day it really is a blessing you know it's easy to say every day is a blessing you should be grateful but feeling it is something else because when you know when you've experienced this it's there you know it's always present in your mind like you you have felt it you know how volatile life can be so it really puts things into perspective so it's easy i would say after that to to really appreciate life and not let the little things bother you you know or anything at all because ultimately i mean we're all gonna die that is that is the only truth and fact in life that you are going to die you know so if you can make peace with that and just accept that then i think life becomes much easier man i find this fascinating because this could literally go two ways one where you get into victim mode and always talking about like why my life why me i'm ruined and so on or you can you know embody this optimism that you have and i find that so amazing like how did you get here like what's really helped you to have this extremely positive attitude that you have like has spirituality had a role to play here at all so i would say a little bit of spirituality a little bit of philosophy you know because i mean it seems as though for me that everything uh, that i've pursued or been exposed to has led to one thing or the other you know it seems as though it's been laid out because if i can uh, kind of assess where i was or who i was before all of this happened it was like okay what was i doing where was my mind this kind of stuff you know and i really got into spirituality into philosophy this kind of thing like uh maybe when i was like around 18 so this was like three years prior to uh, having this uh, accident and stuff and then for me that really changed my mind my thinking this kind of thing you know so pairing those things i had a little bit of uh stoicism or and then Taoism, wow. which i'm really into um uh and then yeah like uh, being exposed to different religions this kind of stuff like growing up uh, I was exposed to a lot of uh, Christianity, Hinduism, a little bit of Islam, you know. Yeah. And then on my own, I went into each thing, you know, like I have a copy of each of the the text and I would just, you know, pull up anyone and read and, you know, just, just kind of expose my mind to it, you know, yeah. because um, I mean, I, I'm really into it, but then it kind of helps me feel better existentially, you know, like looking at all these views and 
and how uh, people view uh, their existence, you know. So I think that had a lot to do with uh, my mindset at the time. So when uh, the event did happen, I was already in a okay place to to manage it, especially at this age and stuff, you know, because I mean, it, it was horrible at the time, you know, it was like, uh, at this time, I was in victim mentality for a bit, you know, like, why, why me, you know, and then, you know, uh, just just had to get back my mind in this space. And then I was like, okay, I'm not the only person that something like this would happen to. I'm not the first person and I'm not the last person. So why am I thinking I'm so special uh, yeah. that this has happened to, right? I'm, I'm just another person who has a, an experience in life, you know? And then ultimately, like, uh, philosophy kind of tra- tra- trains your mind to, to, to view things objectively as well, you know, which is really good because emotions are like uh, one of the key drivers for us to to have like a you know negative mindset in this kind of thing you know so when you kind of have that objective view not all the time but in these situations it's really good because then you realize that ah there is nothing really special about it because i'm just one of you know millions of people that would have an experience like this and ultimately these are the things that shapes us that builds character because uh, you know, you can go through life and have everything positive happen to you, you know, like, ah, everything is good. You wake up, you have the best breakfast, yeah. you eat all the sugar you want. You don't, you just relax. Like, come on, that isn't what life is about, right? It needs to be unpredictable. You need to have down moments to experience the up moments, you know, simple, simple things like that. Right. So if you can zoom out, um, I think then that is really helpful. And like, like I said, like philosophy, spirituality, these kind of things, they're like programming for your mind to help you navigate life and make it much easier uh than than it uh is seen yeah yeah this makes sense because i've come to a realization that we humans don't really explore change unless we hit rock bottom and even though we may not see it at the time our experiences always help us grow in some way or the other yeah yeah exactly so that's the thing right uh there's the the comfort zone and we we like to stay there when whenever when everything uh is going great and you know we want to stay why why would we change that you know it's what we all strive to to be in this utopian um situation but ultimately things things don't stay like that that is just reality and spirituality philosophy do these subjects tie into this whole idea that everything happens for a reason like do you believe in that that there's some sort of like meaning to why we came down if you believe in the fact that we are eternal spiritual beings which i do but i'm not sure what your school of thought is and um (laughs) i see you chuckling (laughs) hey your mind man you're meant to believe in this stuff man (laughs) i'm joking i'm joking i'm joking (laughs) another conversation for another time so everyone uh everyone has their own view on this thing right uh this is mine because like i said i've been exposed to a lot of religion spirituality this kind of stuff you know I believe uh, that, uh, you know, we are all one, obviously. Uh, there is... The same energy, essentially. Yeah, we're, we're all part of the same thing, right? And I believe that, imagine, uh, you're the most powerful entity in the universe. Like, you can do anything, be anything, you know, anything at the snap of a finger. You know, you just need to think it and it's yours. Like, you're going to be very bored, right? Like... So what do you do? So to me, uh, you split yourself up into, I don't know, seven point something billion people and you play this game on earth, you know, like uh, that is how I see it. So, I mean, each and every one of us, we're the same thing, you know, it's just that yeah, we're... So believe in that then. Yeah, yeah, but I do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's the whole thing, you know, it's like this oneness, uh, we're all part of it and just, yeah, we're here just exper- having the life experience, you know, experiencing ourselves basically. Right. Yeah. Okay, so back to the more practical stuff. What are some of the things that you personally engage in that just helps you stay on track in every area of your life in terms of actual practices? Practices. Okay, so we were talking about practicality. Okay, so some of my, I mean, I like establishing habits, you know, like uh, as human beings, as most animals, you know, like uh, we're creatures of habit, you know, and then, but the thing is, we have that level of consciousness where we get to, uh, ingrain our own habits, you know, develop our own habits. So for me, this is this is the hack. Uh, rather than letting life get chaotic and then things fall into places like ah, my habits keeps the regimen, right? right. So for me, it's like uh, you know, you you don't think about brushing your teeth, but you brush your teeth because it's, it's, it's a habit. 
right? And that is a secret. So for me, habits I've developed, uh, I mean, since I was a kid, you know, I've been like growing up with my grandparents. It's been like, it, it was like being in military school, you know? So there was, oh, really? uh, yeah, yeah, it was like really, you had to be like on top of everything, discipline, yeah. even from a really young age, you know? So there's still things that I learned and I had to do back then and I still do now, you know? A simple thing was like uh, when I would wake up, I'd have to uh, make up my bed, first of all, because everything around me needs to be tidy, you know? Mm. And then I'd have to kneel down and pray. Neil has to kneel down. Yes, Neil had to kneel down, right? But one thing I still do to, of course, I make up my bed, but one thing I still do today is like in the morning, I like lighting incense, you know? It kind of gives me that connection. And then I always have like a morning gratitude, you know? I I like uh, being in the sun and then facing the sun and just just saying thank you. Like that is it, you know? Like uh, doesn't matter if, if, if you're spiritual or religious or whatever. It's just the art of saying thank you more often uh uh than not right uh yeah. like even throughout my day you know uh, how often do you say thank you because it's okay. it's yeah exactly right like it's easy to forget you take things for granted you know like uh so just just saying thank you as, as often as you could like that keeps me in check you know it's like uh this doesn't need to happen for me or i don't need to have access to these things and this kind of stuff but the more i can say thank you and for me, it's a perpetual cycle. The more I say thank you, the more good things happen. The more things I can say thank you for again, you know? And that's even if you're having a shitty day? Even if I'm having a shitty wow. day. Wow, that's I love that. Yeah, like I had this really profound experience um, uh, where I came to this realization that uh, beyond forgiveness is gratitude, right? So for example, I'll tell you, um, it's easy to say uh, you you've forgiven a person uh, let's say someone does something wrong, you know, and, and it hurts you in some way and you, you know, you, you eventually get over it, you forgive that person, but can you thank that person? So to me, that is, that is the ultimate uh, test, right? And if you can say thank you, because whatever that person may have uh, made you experience or, you know, felt, uh, it would have shaped you in some way or form, right? So if you can say thank you to that person or experience or thing, I think to me, that is, that is really powerful. So I would say like just having, that uh that practice of gratitude constantly in your life uh, it changes everything you know if you can just say thank you to everything um, it, it just makes life really really uh simple yeah and so does this practice of gratitude transcend to other areas of your life or the ones that you've perhaps mentioned in your book beyond that you know like uh i have different practices that or habits that i keep as well you know like for example one of the most important things in life beyond money and all this kind of stuff is um, having your health, right? So to me, that is the base of life. Like, So again, it comes down to habit, right? I'm in the habit of moving my body to intensity uh, at least, you know, every other day. You know, I never, I have this rule that I never go more than three days without, you know, some form of exercise, workout, sport, anything like that, you know? So that is habits I've developed over the years, you know, ever since I was a kid, I've been in the habit and then it just stays. So again, habit development. Now, let's say something else that's really important about this. uh, uh, It may be like your relationships. Relationships are one of the essence of life. You know, we're not here to be alone and and this kind of stuff. We're social animals, right? So how do you uh, manage that? To me, I have it scheduled in my calendar that... uh, every Saturday that I call someone close to me, you know, even if I've been busy with work during the week, this kind of stuff, it's in my calendar that two hours is put aside on a Saturday to schedule and call, you know, whether it's my family, a close friend, this kind of stuff. And and then at the same time, I do have people, like I mentioned earlier on in the beginning, uh, you know, you're some of those those people they're closest to, you know, I have these people who I, I chat with often, we keep each other accountable, this kind of stuff, you know, so that is very important because uh, uh, I think it's one of the easiest ways to to be on top of your game is just having people who are at the same level, uh, similar mission, this kind of stuff. And then you, you have, hold each other accountable because you're ultimately on the same journey, you know? Right. Yeah. So you keep yourself accountable by surrounding yourself with people who do that for you, because I think the biggest thing is keeping oneself accountable. Yeah. If you do that, then I don't think you need people to do that for you, right? Like yeah. all these things of accountability groups and so on. Yeah. Like how successful do you think so, they are? I'll, I mean, they're good to an extent, but ultimately, if you can become a self-managed person, that is that is where you want to be, in my opinion. Yeah. And I'll tell you this, like uh, there's different... Uh, let's say motivators or 
uh, I don't know how to categorize it, right? But there's different things that may get you to execute and take action, you know? So it may be inspiration, which to me is like fleeting. So you always need to get it. Same thing with motivation, right? Motivation comes and goes. Like, uh, you, you know, you may look at some uh, inspirational uh, video on YouTube, you get something and you go, but then the next day it's down, you know? So how do you actually keep that um, or make it part of your identity as James Clare puts it, right? Like, yeah. and, and to me, it's That's like... That's the thing, you know, how do you actually make a habit of making good habits stick, right? Because that's where the whole game really yeah. begins. Yeah, I agree. So, I mean, that's that's the whole point of a habit, right? Developing a habit is like, it's there and it's it's autonomous. You don't need to think about it. You don't need to put effort afterwards. But to me, like uh, my ultimate way of execution and keeping myself accountable is making it necessary. So out of necessity, right? It's like this. Imagine um, our ancestors. Why did they... Uh, hunt because they needed yeah, to eat survival. so it was necessity right so how can we uh, how can we replicate that level of necessity in everyday life right and I'll give you some examples I mean this may be extreme and I don't advise this to anyone this is not advice right this is now this, we really want to hear it <laughs> yeah this is this is just me doing things in a crazy way because I'm I, I guess uh, I'm a little bit crazy as well right uh, like we all, uh, yeah. but uh, I'll tell you this. In 2020, during the pandemic, um, you know, people were losing their jobs and everything. And I decided to quit my job. I had the dream job. You know, I worked at Mind Valley. I was oh like, kind of God. like, uh, you know, really good job. Everything, you know, secure. Like, uh, you know, everyone's losing their job. And, you know, my salary is, you know, certain and everything, you know. And at that moment, you know, I was uh, before that while I lived in Asia, I spent most of my money on traveling and this kind of stuff. So I had like maybe two or three K saved up. And at that moment, um, I had the idea of uh, quitting my job so I can write my book because I had the idea to write the book long and uh, it was just delaying. Right. So I said to myself, if I put myself in a situation where the only thing I can do out of necessity is write my book, then I have no choice but to write the book. So I quit my job during the pandemic. I had to leave. Uh, I was living in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia at the time, you know, and I put myself in this situation. Like I had just a couple grand saved and I had to uh, fly back home, you know. So that's bizarre. I mean, to me, it's bizarre, right? Right. I mean, it's like I said, it's not advice, but, you know, this is just an extreme uh, situation. But this is something I really wanted to do, which is write this book. And this is the level of commitment that I had to it, you know, so. I mean, it can be replicated in different ways, you know, like, uh, I mean, people do like, like you said, accountability groups and this kind of stuff, but still it, it's not like necessary for them to do it. You know, like I think when you, uh, when you put things on the line, uh, it, it really puts things into perspective because it comes down to how bad do you really want the things you want? Right. right. Let's say for example, um, uh, you want to finish a project and you know, it can be done in a week. Uh, what is something that everyone loves? In terms of project? Uh, in terms of possessions or something. Money, right? Let's say money, right? Yeah. So let's say uh, your goal is to create 10 podcast episodes this month, right? Yeah. So if you say, Neil, I'm going to give you $1,000, right? To keep for me. And if I don't complete yeah. 10 episodes of my podcast this month, you're going to keep the money. What do you think was, will happen? You'll do it, right? You definitely would because, I mean... If that's my incentive, I will. Exactly. And I mean, for most people, they work really hard for their yeah. money. You, I, you literally sp uh, spend hours of your life. So you, you trade life for money, basically, yeah. right? So something like that, you know? Like, I mean, it doesn't need to be extreme, as I say, but... Uh... You know what I love about this? The fact that you had as much confidence in your vision that you actually put everything else on the line is just like... No, I, I had the confidence in myself, but I don't... You, you see, so this is the thing, right? Uh, being detached from the outcome as well, because I didn't expect or I didn't even aim for my book to be like a New York Times bestseller or anything like that, right? I mean, it, it got to like an Amazon bestseller, which is good enough for me, but I didn't care about that. The thing was, I want, I have this book in me that needs to come out. And the only goal was to get it out, right? That is it. I'm, I'm completely detached from the outcome, you know? And I think... Uh, a lot of people, you know, when they do things, they only think about the outcome. Yeah. yeah. And lose the stuff in the 
process. Exactly. Yeah, so they lose this, the essence of what they're actually doing. Exactly. So this is this is where the real magic is, is is in that process, you know. And then once you do something one time, it becomes easier the next time. You learn all, all the things uh, that is needed, you know, and it can be applied to almost anything, right? Uh, so this is this is about the real value there in the in the execution in the process being detached from outcomes and you know but a whole system is designed in a way that is all about the outcome right you study to get grades you get grades like get in top admissions in universities and you get that to, like get the best jobs like how do you actually detach if the world is designed that way so that's the thing um i mean earlier on when i was much younger um it was the same for me you know i yeah. want to get the grades and this kind of stuff but it's just training your mind out of that you know because I think it's being exposed as well to to real life, real world situations, real people in the world, you know, um, having conversations, getting mentors, this kind of stuff. It really helps. You know, the more you read, the more podcasts you listen to, this kind of stuff, it really helps uh, change your perspective and, and helps you to question things uh, that you're taught in school as well. Um, and at the same time, you can get into the consumption trap of like, ah, I need to listen to another podcast, yeah. read another book, this kind of stuff. Content junkie, as they call it. Exactly. And then you don't even execute because, yeah. you know, <laughs> you're in this uh, you're in this process of just consuming. And it, it it's like mental masturbation because you feel good. You feel good and uh, because you're learning and all this kind of stuff. But the fact is, you know, if you're not executing, if you're not doing something with it, then, you know, it, it really isn't uh, serving you as it should, right? But again, like, yeah, just exposing yourself to different perspectives, this kind of stuff, because school has this way. I mean, I don't want to bash school because it helps a lot, but traditional education, in a sense, you know, has this one way of uh, helping you to, uh, not helping you, but uh, making you think uh, that about outcomes, you know, especially grades and this kind of stuff. So, yeah, you need to uh, understand in real life that is not how it works. Um, ultimately, you can set what you aim for right and at the same time like i said if you focus if you learn to focus on on the processes and uh the real journey which essentially is life um i think you'll be much more fulfilled yeah that's amazing yeah and you think like the hard stuff gets easier in the process of actually doing it regularly i mean so hard stuff is like subjective right like what is what is the hard stuff what define that snapping yourself out of your comfort zone and doing what's necessary for your growth yeah i think i think you know after time after repetition it's it's going to get easier right like a simple analogy would be like going to the gym you know if you've never been to the gym and you lift up uh, let's say five five kg uh weight it's going to be very hard the first time but you know constantly doing it uh your muscles are going to tear it's going to regrow and then you're going to get stronger and then you're going to need more weight. So it's the same thing with your mind. When you go through stuff, it's like, ah, initially this is going to be something difficult. But once you get over it, it's going to be like, ah, I've been through this. And then something comes up in the same intensity. It's going to be much easier. But then as life gets more intense, as naturally it progresses, right? Uh, as you get older, more responsibilities, you know, you're exposed to the world of work, to people, to relationships, things come up and then you'll just learn to to deal with it better that's why it's like the older people you know like if you think of your grandparents or some 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 uh, older person you you know they can laugh at uh, when things happen because they've this this is the power of life experience right uh, you've gotten to a point where you've had so much experience you know ah oh, okay this happened this is how i deal with it you know like it's it's a natural it's a natural thing in life to to have uh, challenges and all of this you just learn to to deal with it better as you grow older or get, gain more experience yeah. is that like the key underlying message of your book like what would you want people to extract as a main takeaway so i would say i mean it's maybe not 100 percent related to the book but i would say don't take anyone's advice not even this podcast that you're listening to right now like yeah, exactly. you know listen to it with a grain of salt ultimately like listen to yourself listen to the things you want you know trust your own intuition your own uh, hobbies passions whatever you want because everyone out here has something to say has an opinion and then uh, the benefit to you of this is that you can get to pick apart what you want what helps you so ultimately you should be the decision maker of your life you should be the person choosing what you want to pursue or or you know experience no, but it's also hard because when you look at Asian countries, right, where there's a lot of influence of parents, how yeah. do you actually do that when the parents are the dominant decision makers in the family about yeah. at least in the university, you know? Yeah. No, 
Um, is there a way to detach from that? So like, I, I won't tell anyone. Not, don't say leave home and stuff. Yeah, that's yeah, not yeah. an option. No, I know, I know. I won't tell anyone not to listen to your parents. But the thing is, if you're dependent on your parents, you have to, right? I was having this conversation. Uh, just, uh, I mean, I've had this conversation numerous times. You know, like, um, you know, they have to listen to their parents, or their parents is like funding everything, all this kind of stuff. Until you're independent, you're financially supporting yourself and all of that, then you can really make uh, decisions on your own, 100%. But till then, I mean, if you have to endure, and this is a situation, then you just need to face reality. But it doesn't mean that it's a be all, end all, right? Um, like uh, life doesn't end after you finish a degree like yeah. that is where it begins maybe uh because when you start your career because we cannot we can't really change parents at their level right because they believe what they believe exactly. and sometimes that's where the whole gap comes in the picture where kids are being exposed to so much and they have their own ideas about the world and how they want to live their lives but parents are like stuck in their own thinking patterns and there's a clash right so it's very tricky sometimes to actually balance that out and manage that you know, for, for young adults who don't have that independence right now and just are like sort of being guided by what their parents say. I mean, not the worst thing, but like yeah. there's a bit of a uh, tricky territory happening right yeah, there. Exactly. And that's the thing, right? Um, I think if you understand that uh, uh, your parents have, have this way of thinking because this is what they were taught, you know, and then you may be now exposed to uh, new ways of thinking, perspectives, you know, uh, you want to do things differently, but you have to understand as well. So you may have to be the parent in this case, you know, and uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because I talk about this in my work as well, that each of us have three ego states, a parent, a child and an adult ego. And it really, I mean, the idea is to detach from the parental voice in your head and, you know, the inner child stuff that forms during childhood and embodying the adult ego state. Um, and if parents can do that, that's amazing. But like sometimes they're stuck in their own inner child stuff, which basically means that sometimes the child has to then be the adult in the relationship. Exactly. So if I, I mean, I love that analogy. Like uh, that sounds no, really true. good. It's actually a, it's a psychological tool we oh, use. Wow. Yeah. Okay, I need to uh, look into this. But it, yeah, that sounds really uh, practical. Yeah. You know, like uh, so. Yeah, e even if you're having a difficult time uh, with with uh, your parents, like. If you can put yourself in in that uh, parental mindset and uh, understand that they why they think this way and this kind of stuff, like ultimately, no, almost no parents would uh, want to make decisions that would put you in a in a tough spot, or they they don't want to see you do bad, basically, right? The only reason they may be tough on you or want you to pursue certain things is because they want you to be successful. Yeah, they want you to do good. Yes, and this is their way. So if you can understand that, then you know. Uh, I would say just endure it. And then once you could have that independence, once once you do get to that state of independence, then you can uh, go on and pursue whatever you want to pursue. Right. You know? So I think the big one has been to not take anyone's advice seriously and follow your own gut instinct or whatever. But would that be the underlying message of your book? Or do you want to add anything else to that? Um, on top of that, I would say, so have something that you follow. Uh, as, as we mentioned earlier, having a North Star, just having an idea of what you want. Like you can make it up, just write it on a piece of paper. And this is what, like one of the most uh, powerful things you can do in my opinion is like writing on paper, you know, like what you want, because again, it can change things. Things will always change, but just having an idea, you know, like you don't need to say, okay, this is, this is it. And this is what I need to do. Um, but you can always change it. So just having a, even if it's it's vague, you know, just have an idea of what you want to do. It can be anything, anything, whether you want to be a painter, musician, uh, engineer, like whatever, you know, you write that down and then you have some sort of direction, you know. For me, writing is a really powerful tool because everything I've written has always uh, come through to me, you know, like uh, there's a lot of goals and everything. And then it's somehow it's crazy. Like to me, it's magic, like writing is magic, you know. Uh, and then it just comes through. So I would say just write it down on a piece of paper, like do that, have have some sort of vision, not style like I mentioned. And are you encouraging your audience to actually establish some sort of vision for every aspect of life that we've gone through at a young age? Uh, that would be that would be really I ideal, right? Yeah. Because that's 
what got you going exactly to me it's the ultimate advantage you know like why do people end up broke or fat or sick it's because they never had had a plan <laughs> oh my God, like that so uh, I'm, I'm sorry i'm sorry <laughs> but uh, oh, i'm i'm actually not sorry um um so yeah why why do people end up in these situations because they don't have a plan you know it's because they let life get in the way quote unquote you know this kind of thing like like i said if you're so flowy and you know letting things come come on like you know <laughs> i have a bit of a problem to be honest yeah i mean we all do to an extent you know but having some some sort of direction is really 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 important you know it it, it really gives you an advantage compared to, to to average uh the average person yeah what i'm also taking away from this conversation is that there's no age to like have the stuff together right like you don't have to be an adult to actually have a vision for your life whether it's relationships or money career stuff it's, it can start whenever you're yeah. ready which is ideally when you're younger exactly and the thing is like um if you don't know what you want someone is going to tell you what you want so uh as as you mentioned earlier i'm a marketer right i consult uh yeah. you know i've been in the space for over a decade um and one of the things uh, the, the darker side of marketing is convincing people to to buy mm-hmm. products this kind of stuff obviously i'm not into that 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 side of marketing yeah. because uh, i i'm really selective of the companies the people that i work with the type of products this kind of stuff but there's there's a dark side of it and you know there's entire campaigns and stuff you know convincing kids to eat fast food this kind of stuff yeah. because i mean at the end of the day it comes down to commerce money capitalism this kind of stuff and uh, if you don't have your own way of thinking someone is going to tell you what to think they're going to convince so you to think a certain way right so it's to me it's a form of rebellion it's a form of fighting the system that wants to just turn you into uh this this machine that just purchases and consumes right so but you know with what you said is so powerful because how do you what's your advice to the average young adult who is loaded with like info from every single place you know there is a bit of brainwashing not bit a lot of brainwashing going on how do you actually trust your own voice and do what feels true to you with all the stuff that's going on around you all the noise information overwhelm whatever you want to call it i mean sometimes um you may need to just uh tune into silence you know press the mute button on everything yeah. that you're hearing if you can I'm very powerful, um and just l- listen to your own voice for some time you know because i mean it's easy to get into the consumption trap you know like and the comparison trap that's exactly. a big one yeah exactly and that is a really important uh back to the point we mentioned earlier about who you surround yourself by right if you're around people who like to compare and compete in this kind of thing yeah. then it's going to be um yeah it's 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 just not going to be favorable and then like i said if you just press the mute button you know uh, if you every can. once in a while like the yeah. only way to do that is just like just mute out like you know just yeah. plug out basically yeah. if you i mean i mean the things like social media and all this kind of stuff is there and you know it it has a lot of people like comparing and looking at other people's lives and this kind of stuff like you know it, it's okay just delete the app from your phone for a while and clear your mind this kind of thing you know uh, it's very very important to have that if you're in this state of you know confusion or just overwhelmed yeah. you know what i prefer saying is that rather than completely plug out because you know it's very much a part of our lives and there's no plugging out like that i mean you can't just go to the forest for 10 days and i mean you can i guess but you know it's not really viable So I think the better way to go about this is actually follow content and people that will uplift you and serve you in some way because Instagram of course has heaps of people who are just you know flashing the good lives in your eyes all the whole time and that will make you vulnerable to you know just falling in the comparison trap and that's not really worth it. 100% bullshit, you know. <laughs> okay, there you go. That's an app way to put it. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. that that is reality. Like I'm I'm very selective with with this yeah, as well. Like be intentional about who you follow. Exactly. exactly. Super intentional. Yeah. Cuz what you consume it makes up your mind, you know. It, yeah, it influences it, really it shapes Especially like Especially now we live in the yes. age of like, you know, what's the what's the word for this? Like being influenced by social no what's the word? Like social influence. I mean your brain has been shaped to every call influencers you know that they hate that freaking word by the way it's the know, most lame as right? what i've ever come no, across it, it is a it, it is like a verb you know they're influencing people and that but that's what in what they're influencing people about like that's the most annoying part and and that is why it's important for people like us to have a message because i mean but selfies on instagram and calling yourself an influencer is one thing but if you have a message and you're actually helping people yeah, you know exactly so 
I, I guess what we're here to do is fight the noise, right? Yay! That's it. Okay, very well. So here comes the ritual. Define your version of an epic being. An epic being. Okay, my version of an epic being. This is the first time I'm hearing uh, this, um, this phrase. But to me, let's see. What is an epic being? First of all, I mean, it's, it's a pretty awesome person, I would imagine, right? So. <laughs> Pretty epic, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So what is an what does that look like and feel like to you? What is an epic being? So an epic being to me would look and feel like, you know, someone who um first of all has self-respect, someone who has solid relationships, someone that actually is fulfilled, someone that contributes to the world, and someone who is ultimately a good person. And might I add, has their shit together and has picked up a copy of your book and followed every single thing. <laughs> not, not necessary. I mean, yeah, yeah. But uh, I mean, I do hope uh, if, if, if someone does read the book, I do hope uh, they find a lot of value. And um, yeah, because uh, I mean, like I told you in, in a convo we had before, you know, I wrote this book so I can go back and give to myself 10 years ago, you know. So right. like anyone reading this book, it, to me if if i read this book as a teenager as a young adult in my early 20s you know this kind of thing i would be like you know light years ahead of even where i am oh, now man. You know? so <laughs> i think yeah if you get a copy of that i mean stuff you would love it late. i mean the other day i had a post on ig saying stuff it's never too late for and one of those things could be going up and picking up your book so go do that guys <laughs> okay definitely highly recommended amazing <laughs> thank you neil for being here really appreciate your presence and your insights and your life stories so much value and all that you've shared and where can people find you i mean um so first of all find my book uh, yeah. but uh here's the thing uh, if you search on amazon um for get your shit together you may not find the book so search for my name neil atim n-e-i-l-a-t-e-e-m um i use mostly instagram so um you can find me on instagram as, as well just uh, at neil atim and then um yeah we can connect or email me at neil at neil atim .com if you have any questions or insights or you want to share anything with me, you know, um, I'm really happy to connect. Go reach out, guys. And thank you for listening. Thank you again for being here. Thank you, guys. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so hope you enjoyed that. And if you found any value in this conversation, then do not hesitate to share your thoughts and comments. And if you want to stay up to date with weekly episodes, then you may want to hit subscribe. Until next time, stay epic.